guys, welcome back to Soul of the Game, partnered by the Post Podcast Network. If you guys haven't downloaded the app yet, go to the iTunes Store or go to Google Play and po- type in uh, Post Podcast Network. Download that thing. You can catch all of our episodes on that app. We are under the NBA category, so you will see us scroll down to cl- Clippers, see the SOTG logo, Soul of the Game. You know, done by my good friend Chris Mims, graphic designer. So you know. If you want anything designed, hit that man up. So, it is Super Bowl Sunday, February 3rd. And, you know, big game, big game day. Hundreds, millions of people will be watching the game, of course, tuning in no matter what. Uh, and I think, you know, due respect to the Super Bowl, let's hit it with the Super Bowl topics. So the Ram, Rams and Patriots going on going up today at three o'clock Pacific time. Mm, for me, I personally think I if I had to choose one or the other because I don't really like these teams at all. If you guys follow me, you know I'm an Eagles fan till I die. But uh, I think the Patriots take this game. I, I'm quite unsure of how. The Rams are pretty favored in this game in, in Vegas and on some FPI stats on ESPN. But I I don't know how I don't know how how you can go against Tom Brady. No matter what. Like I know if you listen to the podcast, I know a couple weeks back I was saying, oh nah, Patriots are old, they're washed. I mean I think the dynasty is over. But Listen back to the other podcast episodes with Chris Reed. You know, I admitted my wrongs. And after that Chargers game, I was just like, oh, yeah. I was pretty much wrong. I was pretty wrong. They're still legit no matter what. They're still pretty legit. Um, Even though they don't have the offensive weapons that most other teams do have, the teams that they've gone up against. But they do have that GOAT in Tom goddamn Brady. And that's all that matters when it comes down to it. But like, but my thoughts on the game, the Patriots' lack of weapons will probably be forgotten in this game because of James White. James White is a valuable addition to this team, has been just a valuable piece to this team. Um, dude has, you know, the whole playoffs pretty much killed it and become a reliable, valuable, X-factor weapon for the Patriots. I mean, it's... If it's not him, it's Julian Edelman. If it's not either of those two, they're running the ball with Sony Michelle. And I expect Sony Michelle to have a big game. Um, yes, the Rams defense, the Rams run defense has been pretty, pretty, pretty stellar. Uh, this whole playoff, this whole playoffs time. But look, they're going to get up against Bill Belichick, and in the Super Bowl, and the pressure's on you. Game plan, game plan is just kind of. Kind of ruins. Game plan just kind of gets to you. Like the pressure, execute the game plan with the Patriots. The pressure for the Rams is just flashy lights, man. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna take it. But yeah, expect a big game out of Sony Michelle. Um, for sure, I believe that either him or Tom Brady will win the uh, win the Super Bowl MVP. Tom Brady's most likely gonna win it just because of the name Tom Brady, but. I do believe Sony Michelle has a bigger game than Tom Brady, but but on the Rams side, I think 
for one, the reason I'm going for the Patriots, I think uh, Todd Gurley is hurt. I mean, the last the last few weeks in the playoffs kind of have, like they say he's not hurt, but it, it kind of has shown that there's something wrong with him, and that that knee is still bothering him. Um, so I don't, I so I don't completely believe he's healthy. Hopefully, the two weeks help for him that he could recover because I would really love for you know Gurley to have a big, uh, big game, and I think it's. If they have any chance to win, I think they need Todd Gurley to have a big game. Um, I mean, I can't imagine the the effect Cooper Cup would have in this game if he never tore his ACL this year. Because, uh, dude, I mean, one of the big questions is, can Brandon Cooks live up to uh, expectations in, in big games? Uh, we, Robert Woods would will produce but that the thing is that we do know Stephen Gilmore the Patriots cornerback is going to shadow one of these two receivers it depends on the others in terms of the opposite end who, whoever say Gilmore shadowing Robert Woods it depends on Cooks to have a big game Reynolds Josh Reynolds to have a big game Tyler Higby or Gerald Everett like those weapons are going to be relied upon if any any of Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks is taken out of the game and most, and if I'm being honest, on the pages, Stephen Gilmore is shadowing Robert Woods because that's their vertical threat. Brandon Cooks, like I said, has the reputation of not living up to big games so far. I mean, he didn't really do much in the game against the New Orleans Saints. So, but C.J. Anderson will will be a, will help will help. But like I said, the main factor. And for the Rams has to be Todd Gurley's production. Todd Gurley's production is gonna weigh weigh heavy over this game no matter what. But other than Tom Brady, my belief is why I believe that they'll win this game is just the Patriots actually say are just one of those teams that saves their best for last. Like their O line in the regular season wasn't the greatest O line, and I never think they're the greatest O line. But when it comes playoff times, they play like the top dog, number one offensive line in the NFL in protecting Brady. Last into two weeks ago, when they played the Chiefs, they allowed zero sacks on Tom Brady, and I don't even think I and I don't think even think in the Chargers game they allowed a sack as well. But I mean, the whole team as a in general, when it comes, like I said, when it comes to the playoffs, they're top dog. Defense, top dog. I mean, yeah, last last year Super Bowl, they didn't have a, they weren't playing that well defensively. But when it comes down to it, when it really counts, they're the top dog. I know I keep saying top dog, but like I said, they're the top dog. And I just don't, I, I just never really had any faith in the Rams in general, like. If you ask my people, they will tell you I've always been I've always been down on the Rams, and I, the only reason I wanted the Rams to win last, my bad, two weeks ago against the Saints, is basically because the Saints got too cocky and wanted to do the whole dream, play dreams and nightmares when everybody knows that's Philly's anthem, and want to mock the whole ski mask thing. And I was just like, you don't do that, bro. You don't do that. I understand you beat the Super Bowl champions, but it's like we weren't talking smack to you. So it's just like cut that, just cut that. But 
I, I just hope it's a good game. I mean, my score prediction is 33-24 Patriots. Um, you know, I'm definitely not making bets this year because of actually the uncertainty I have. Like, Because in my heart, I want to go for the Rams because I do not want to see the Patriots win again. But if I had to play with my money, I'm going with the Patriots. And that's without a question. But, you know, like I said, hope we get a good game. Hope we get a great halftime performance. Um, that would be interesting. Hope we get some funny commercials as well. Uh, I just want to say on the record, Prince, greatest halftime, Super Bowl halftime performance of all time. And no one can top that. No one can ever touch it. And if you want to argue with me, my Twitter is CMW underscore 15 so if you want to argue hit up hit up there or you can hit up the soul of the game twitter which is soul s-o-l-e of the underscore game on twitter so hit me up if you want to argue or you just want to comment or discuss but you know just get some things off your chest but check it check it let's head to the nba right now the thing that's been taking over Super Bowl week because Super Bowl week has pretty much been irrelevant since until today. And I don't know how these reporters are working. It still might might be irrelevant today if we get some crazy news. But one thing I do want to talk about is Anthony Davis requesting a trade and the involvement with the Lakers. Now. I do not like Anthony Davis. I, if we're being real, I think he's pretty much overrated. I mean, he's a great player. He's a great player for sure. Top ten, top ten NBA player. But people try to slide him as the number three or in the top three of NBA players right now, and I don't see him better than LeBron, Curry, or Kevin Durant. I really don't even see him better than James Harden. If we're being honest, there's a there's probably a lot of players I would rather have on the Lakers than I would than I than before AD. Now, like I say, great he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, a great player. But nah, he's not. He's just not a good fit for the Lakers. Reason from reason being for me, uh, Anthony Davis has been in the league for seven seasons. He's been to the playoffs two times out of those seven seasons yeah you can maybe say yeah you can argue that his team isn't that great like his team isn't doesn't have a great supporting cast okay i understand that right now they sit they sit they sit i think 12th in the western conference uh let's let's see yeah, I think they do sit. They sit. My bad. Thirteenth in the Western Conference with a twenty-three and thirty record. Now, he doesn't have scrubs on his team, as people will try to say, because they they love to call NBA players scrubs. He has Drew Holiday on his team. Um, everybody was just raving about Drew Holiday last year in the playoffs, talking about man, this dude's a real deal. Man, this dude's a baller. He's better than such and such. No, who were they? Oh yeah, they were saying he was better. He's better than Dame. Oh, 
Damian Lillard, my bad, for people that don't know who Dame is. But, yeah, he's better than Damian Lillard. Okay. Well, he's still on the team. Um, they added Julius Randle. Um, arguably, Julius Randle was the best Laker on the team last year. Um, dude was killing it, especially after that All-Star. Actually, especially after the new year, he averaged about 20 and 12. I mean, the dude, the dude's a killer. Season averages right now is 19.9 points per game and 9.3 rebounds. Hmm. Julius Randle's not a scrub. Uh, Julius Randle is a borderline all-star if he's in a different conference, which is the Eastern Conference, of course. He has Nikola Mirachik. <clears throat> that dude's not a scrub. Dude is a shooter. He's a valuable scorer and a great shooter. He's been battling health issues, yes. But he's not a scrub. There was a game I saw. I don't remember who they were playing where Anthony Davis scored 30 points and got 20 rebounds. Drew Holiday chimed in with 20-something points. And Julius Randle chimed in with 20-something points. The Pelicans still lost. <laughs> now, you're telling me that this, this guy. You got Laker fans. You guys want Anthony Davis on your team. That, and you really believe that if you have Anthony Davis on your team this year, you're going to the finals. Hmm. Your team is depleted if you trade for Anthony Davis. He's gonna be a free agent after 2020. You either wait for him. I mean, if I were the Lakers, I'm either waiting for him. Or I'm just letting the net, I'm just letting that ship sail because there's other players that come, that they can get. Or you could just be patient and develop your young talent. Um, because we traded someone in the name of D'Angelo Russell, and if we were just patient, D'Angelo Russell would have been a main contributor to this team. Because as you can see now, D'Angelo Russell. Much deserved Should have been voted You know Voted in before But he he, was, he took a fill in spot For Victor Oladipo Who tore his ACL But D'Angelo Russell Is an all star He has the Nets Sitting at 6th In the east They're probably gonna get to 5th Because the Pacers Are probably gonna fall off With Oladipo's injury But It's all about being patient And Co- even Kobe himself He keeps they, Whenever they ask him about What they should do With the young talent he keeps trying to tell them we should be patient because these guys can be special. And I know that in LA, you're the the expectations are championship, championship, championship. But I mean, the expectation should have been kind of shortened over the last five years because we have sucked for a very long time. But, yeah, anyway, you deplete your team so because the the trade offer that's been speculating. But, and honestly, I feel like you can't believe Wadge or Shams right now because I feel like they really don't have the inside source in the Lakers, in the Lakers organization as we all think they do because they kind of been saying a lot of stuff that isn't kind of adding up at the same time. But the rumored trade offer is Lonzo Ball. Rahan, well, Rajon Rondo, Kyle Kuzma, a first-round pick, and 
Who is it? Oh yeah, Avisa Avisa Zubats. Now why would now this is why it's hard for me to believe this trade because why would the Lakers trade their only two point guards on the team? That doesn't quite add up. Why would you trade your only two point guards on the team? And actually, why would you trade the two players that you were labeling untouchable? I don't know. That's that's some BS right there. I'm not I'm not believing that one. But and even then, even then, are you really gonna trade for? Are you really gonna trade those players for Anthony Davis, or at least Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma for Anthony Davis? I yes, Anthony Davis is better than them. Yes, I I I get that. I get that. But let's see. Like I said, seven seasons, two only two playoff appearances. Dude's an injury injury prone injury prone player has never played a full season. Only been, like I said, only been to the playoffs twice. I got to reiterate that because I hope you guys get that in your mind. And only passed the first round once. How does it do to equate to, to more wins when a lot, half the, we're trading what? Four or five players just to get one person? That doesn't equate to wins, no matter the star, star talent. I mean, it's just, hmm. I don't know, man. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't really like Anthony Davis. Dude's, dude's a great player. Don't get me wrong. The dude is a great player. He's overrated to my liking. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is, the Warriors for sure have. I still have the Lakers number now. And then what it makes sense to me? Why are you gonna trade the young core? When we matched up so well against the Warriors on Christmas Day, wait till wait till everybody is healthy, because when we were all healthy, what we what did we do against the Warriors? Oh yeah, we beat the Warriors. Let Lonzo get healthy, LeBron, get your butt on the court, bro. I don't know what the heck you are doing, bro. Because honestly, the BS injuries, like you were injured, but I don't know how much time you took, and you were running practices. And you're talking about a load management now? What What is a load management? What is that? I digress. But, yeah. Let everybody get healthy. And this team actually fares up pretty well against the Warriors. Even with DeMarcus Cousins on the team. One reason why, the Warriors do not have bench depth anymore. Lakers actually have bench depth anymore. My bad. Lakers actually have bench death. I don't know why I said that anymore. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. I, come on, bro. Anthony, I think Anthony Davis, and you have, and you're banking on people, other free agents coming next year. You're banking on that because once, because actually, if we get Anthony Davis, once LeBron retires. You're really going to have faith in Anthony Davis leading the Lakers team. The same Anthony Davis that can't lead the New Orleans Pelicans to playoff seasons. Because I know a player that has led his team to the playoffs in the Western Conference every year. And his name goes by Damian Lillard. The people, the player people were trying to call overrated 
last season in the playoffs. Dude has gotten his team to the playoffs every year. And I think has a worse team than the Pelicans. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he has CJ McCullum. Yeah, yeah. He has Joseph Nurkic. Yeah, yeah. What does he have, what does he have be outside of that? Because I remember they were playing... They were playing G League G League guys from their bench last year. So But how how can Damian Lillard manage to get his team to the playoffs every year, even after Lamarcus Aldridge left? And Anthony Davis can't? Because he can't stay healthy. There was one year, yeah, Drew Holiday had to had to leave because his wife, his wife's heart condition. But you have a team full of you have a team with you, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, Nikola Mirchik. You have some you have some okay de- you have some okay decent role players. Alfred Payton, yeah, that's the that's the domino that's hurting you. I'm not saying Alfred Payton like, oh yeah, he comes back, he automatically gonna bring us a championship. No, I'm just saying Alfred Payton, yeah, he's been hurt. He's one player that's been hurt that is a you know valuable asset to the team. You cannot win with those players on your team. But a guy by the name of Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard, is killing it. Got his team to third place in the Western Conference last year. As we speak right now, they are in playoff contention. But all right. If you guys have any thoughts about. Anthony Davis into the Lakers. Going to the Lakers, you know. I gave you my Twitters. Um, you can comment in in the post and everything. You know, let me know how you feel about that. <laughs> um since we're on trade de- since we're on trade trade deadline week basically. Um, I do want to talk about the Kristaps Porzingis um trade for to the Mavs. Now, that was funny, bro. Christos Porzingis. Now I, would, I don't even know if it was really clear clear that he it will if it was clear from the get go like he asked for a trade. I think the the Knicks just assumed and felt that's the direction he wanted to go, but he never flat out said it. I do believe. Um, but within the hour, they traded him to the Mavericks. Now <clears throat> the Knicks traded Christos Porzingis, Courtney Lee. And Tim Hardaway Jr. to the Dallas Mavericks for Dennis Smith. And the Knicks receive Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, and Wesley Matthews. Now, for sure, the Knicks, the Knicks is just kind of like, the Knicks are dysfunctional. Now, I, I don't know why you don't, I mean, I guess Porzingis was never in the plan in the first place. Because, I mean, it would be easy, I feel like it would be easy to reassure Porzingis because he was frustrated by a losing season. I think it would be easy to, you know, Inform him that, oh, this is not, next year is going to be completely different. I mean, you have money. You have money. You have a max you have max spots to give. Yeah, what, how it's looking right now, you guys are set up to get the first pick in the draft. And, draft Zion, and you'll probably draft Zion Williamson. You have Kevin Knox. That dude's, that dude's going to be legit. That's for sure. I mean, that's my belief too, but that's for sure. Give him some time, let him develop. But I mean, you are destined to probably not 
be as bad, you know, as you are this season. And you can't reassure Christos Brzingis. So apparently, Brzingis was never in the plan. And I think that's I think that was kind of clear. Plus, there's a lot, and I know there's a lot of question behind his ACL injury, mainly because they don't know how someone that tall, uh, someone that size, someone that length can recover and come back from an ACL injury because no one's really see, no one's really seen it. But for the trade, I do I do really like both trades for both sides, to be honest. I, and for the Mavericks, you have, we're going to get that European duo. We're going to get, we already, you have Luka Doncic and you have Christos Porzingis. And I think that duo, Porzingis come back healthy, everything's fine. You know, he if he's even better than he was before, you're going to have, that team's going to be really nice in the in the coming years. It's going to be, I mean, ooh, just think about the young talent in the NBA, bro. It's just that, like, the NBA is just set up with interesting story, even more interesting storylines and more interesting teams and just a different scenario. But I'm loving that trade. You get Tim Hardaway in that. You get some shooting, you get some shooting uh, that, you, that you need. Even with Cornelia, you get, you get some more shooting that you need. For the Knicks, you have you now. I, I mean, I love Dennis Smith Jr. I think you for sure have your point guard of the future now. And I, yes, I mean, it might be too soon to say, but we're gonna see a lot, a lot, a lot different Dennis Smith Jr. than what we saw with the Knicks than what we saw with the Mavericks. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not under, I'm not quite sure why you wouldn't keep DeAndre Jordan. I think he's still solid, but. Me and Real, I haven't watched much Mavericks basketball, you know, outside of don't check highlights, highlights or anything like that. But because I don't know, I, I'm hearing you know some different things about DeAndre Jordan. I understand West Matthews, West Weston Matthews is you could buy him out, you could cut him. He probably he's probably isn't in your long term plan. But the Knicks, ooh, they really set them up. They really set themselves up because they got two first-round picks out of that trade. So not only did you free up cap space and you get a, a young, young, promising prospect, you also freed up cap space for my bad. You also got two. <laughs> you also got two, two more first-round picks for what? Uh, twenty. I think twenty twenty and two. 2021 but yeah i mean like if Kyrie goes to that team or or if kd goes to that team you kind of you would just set yourself for success and i do believe kd kevin durant will go to the knicks for the sole reason being that kevin durant doesn't care about winning anymore he's trying to get paid who can pay him the new york knicks so i mean you have you get KD, you have Dennis Smith Jr., you have you draft Zion, and then you already have Kevin Knox. Then you did a, I think that's a pretty pretty good trade if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, I like I do I do like both teams, you know, going past past this season into the future. I do like I do those are two teams I, I'm very intrigued to watch and observe. During the NBA offseason and you know for next season as well. 
a team I do want to talk about that I think that I think I think should make a move if they want to stay in the playoffs is the LA Clippers. Yes, I know you're waiting for Kawhi. Waiting to see what happens with Kawhi. But you're right. You have that ace spot right there. And if you really want to make the playoffs, I think you have to make a move. And if I'm the Clippers, the move I'm going to make is... The move I'm making for it is uh, Nikola Vuk. My bad. Yeah, Nikola... Oh, wait, what? Hold up. My bad, my bad, my bad. Hold up, hold up. My apologies. I had to make sure I'm pronouncing that name right. But yeah, Nikola Vucevic. That's what... And I'm making a move for that. Because he's having... I mean, as you see, he's having... uh, a great year. Got voted to be an all-star. Uh, he's a He would be a great addition to the Los Angeles Clippers. You have, I think one of the biggest areas that the Clippers are struggling at as of right now is that center position. Marson Gortat, for sure, isn't the, the center of the future for you guys. Um, you, have, you have a good squad. You have Shea Gilligas Alexander. He's a promise, promising young player. Um, you have Tobias Harris, you have Danilo Gallinari when he's healthy, you have Lou Will, Lou Williams, man just dropped 39, yeah, 39 and 9 yesterday, I mean, that dude's a promising scorer, but you add Vucevic and you add just a whole other component to your offense, because you've because the Clippers have been struggling as, as of late, they've been struggling, and you do, and if you are serious about making the playoffs and you do want to make a playoffs, you have to make a move, I don't know who you would trade, I don't know who you who who you would trade to get Vucevic, and I don't know how much how willing the Magic are to you know move him. I mean, I know for sure it's gonna it's gonna require some draft picks. So, I, and that's what you have to ask. That's what the Clippers have to ask themselves: Do they want to use their draft picks? Do they want to use their draft picks to trade for a one year rental, potentially a one year rental? Because I know at the end of the day the focus is on Kawhi, but you're trying to build a team. For sure, and I'm, and you, you for sure have to ask yourself like, do I really want to pair Kawhi with Nikola Vucevic when I could pair him with other people? Hey, fair questions asked. Fair question asked. It just depends, and I know you're not. I know it's just the Clippers are a long shot. To, we all know the Clippers are a long shot to make the championship. So it's just like I don't know. I don't know how much how serious you are of contending. Are you a buyer? Are you selling? Or are you contending? You're not. You're contending for a playoff spot, yes, but are you contending for a championship? And you're not contending for a championship. So that's what we have to really ask yourself before, if you were to make trades and before you were to do anything like that, because you could get Vucevic, and it could just be for the for the reason being of going, you know, making it to the playoffs. That would be cool. And making it, but that's what you have to look at past that, you know, past, you know, past this season. You know, we we traded for him to get to the playoffs, but are we going to keep him to build a championship team with Kawhi Leonard? And that's what you have to ask. That's what the Clippers have to ask themselves. <clears throat> but all in all, this whole week, for sure, is guaranteed to be very interesting. And this is the very same week. This is the same exact week. Where you take a lot of things with a grain of salt for NBA fans. You take a lot of things with a grain of salt this week. 
because you don't know what's going to be true and you don't know what's going to be fake. But, you know, All-Star Games coming up this month in the Great Black History Month. And, and I kind of contradict myself. But I want to say something about All-Star snubs. How in the world did Clay Thompson make the All-Star Game over Luka Doncic? Someone, I need someone to explain that to me, bro. Clay Thompson is not having that, that great of a year. He isn't playing at an All-Star isn't having an all-star year. Made it over the for sure I think for sure rookie of the year, Luka Doncic. That's been killing it. Dude's been killing it. The whole the whole all-star voting format system sucks now. Like they just it sucks. Like I know you changed it because you thought it was unfair and it was a pop, people are winning it off popularity contests contest. But I'm like, but Really ask yourself how the players and coaches really voted Clay Thompson in over Luka Doncic. What is wrong with them? Like, can someone please answer that? Like, what is wrong with the NBA players and NBA coaches that did not put Luka Doncic in the All Star game, but put Clay Thompson? In that same all-star game. Just ridiculous, man. I mean, I'm looking I'm looking at the stats right now. And Luka Doncic on the season has averaged 20.7 points per game. 7 rebounds. 5.4 assists. While shooting 43.5 from the field. And 30, 35.2% from the three-point line. While as Clay has shot. Has scored is averaging twenty one point eight points per game, four rebounds per game, and two assists while shooting forty six percent from the field and thirty eight percent from the three point line. Now, if you asking me, Clay's not having an All Star season. Just I mean, compare when you're comparing the two players. I really ask yourself: Is Clay Thompson having an All Star season over Luka Doncic? No. No. That's just That's just ridiculous. And why why is Lamar why is Lamarcus Aldridge in the All-Star game, bro? Why is Lamarcus Aldridge really in the in the All-Star game? Lamarcus Aldridge at the San Antonio Spurs. Why is he in the All-Star game? Has he been has he been having that great of a season over over someone like Tobias Harris? Nah, I really don't think so. I mean, a lot of people got snubbed this year. A lot of people got snubbed. Rudy Gobert, bro, you didn't get snubbed, bro. You, you're, yeah, defense doesn't matter in all-star games because the all-star games are literally like pickup games. But pickup games where people don't care and and don't feel like competing that hard. Bro, no one wants to see you play def- that much defense. In the All Star game, if you if you were like someone like Blake Griffin, has some flashy dunks and jump over, almost jump over people and stuff. Okay, yeah, you you would be a cool option to be an All Star, but bro, you really said you're telling the kids you're telling the kids that defense doesn't matter just because you didn't make the All Star game. 
Woo, that's funny. That is funny. No, defense does not matter in the All-Star game. Defense does matter. Just not an All-Star game. Like, what have you done? What have you done in front of the people that made the All-Star team that solidifies you an All-Star spot? Because Donovan Mitchell, even though he hasn't had that great of a season, hasn't had that great of a start of a season, is still going to be an All-Star over you. But all in all, you know, I gotta play this thing for uh for you guys for with our sponsors. So I'm gonna let this clip play. And I hope you guys enjoy. Um other than that, I got I hope you guys have a great Super Bowl Sunday. There's a great chance to, for you guys to make money today if you download the Thrive app. Um all in all, like, like I said, hope you guys enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. Any LA Rams fans or New England Patriots fans, I hope your team does well, wins. You know, I don't really care. I'm going to be watching this game, though. I'm not going to no Super Bowl party, so I'm going to be sad because I'm not going to have any food. But, oh, there's always next year. Always next year. But, like I said, all right, guys, you have a you have a great day, you know, great week. I will see. I was well. You will listen to me when I make a new new episode. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, everyone. This is Adam Weinstein, the founder and CEO of Thrive Fantasy. For everybody who doesn't know, we're a new daily fantasy sports platform for PropBet. So definitely would love for you guys to check it out. We actually have $10,000 guaranteed prize pool for NFL Super Bowl on Sunday. So we definitely have a, a lot of value and opportunity for you to make some money. Check out our deposit bonuses and matches. And uh, we'd love to see you uh, on our app.